the Cedar Swamp Podcast, starring Lucas, Sam, and sometimes Kevin. Brought to you by your attention. And now, here's them. Welcome back, everybody, to uh, episode four now of the Seeger Swabcast. This is Lucas Seegerstrom along with Kevin Dietrich. Yeah, I'm here this time. Oh, good job. And Sam Delgardell. It's your boy, Sam. That's a little mix-up for something different. Instead, it's your boy, Kev. It's your boy, Sam. I like it. Uh, we're going to start off this week. I'll start off talking about the Iowa game over the weekend. Um, on uh, Saturday night, uh, Iowa beat the Mar- tw- number 24-ranked Maryland Terrapins 83-69 to on the road. Um, it was a really impressive win for them uh, as a young team. They've really, really struggled on the road this year. Um, and it was a lot of help uh, from Jordan Bohannon, freshman point guard, who was 8 of 10 from the three-point line, finished with uh, 24 points. And also another uh, star freshman for Iowa, Tyler Cook, had 21 points and 10 rebounds. And as a team, they set a school record with 16 made threes. I didn't have a chance to watch the game. I had to work. But seeing the box score, I'm just was very, very surprised and happy that they were able to show this kind of progress this late in the season. And uh, especially on the road to win in a tough environment and win by as much as they did was a very, very, very good surprise. I actually got a chance to watch it. You just saw Iowa dominate the game. Mellow Trimble tried to do what he could, but he just wasn't on that night. Also, Iowa just came off a victory over Indiana, correct, Lucas? Yeah, and the Indiana game was very entertaining. Uh, I saw a stat that Peter Jock had more free throws made than Indiana attempted. Yeah, he set an Iowa record, like a 50-some-year-old record, 22 of 23 from the line, broke Don Nelson, who used to be a famous coach for the Dallas Mavericks, uh, record of most made free throws in Iowa history in a game. And yeah, it was, you know, Indiana had a lot of fouls in that game, and that's how I was able to come back and win that one. I guess helped them, they kept the momentum from that game and came to this game against Maryland had dominated on the road and uh, just had a really good shooting night, um, and Maryland didn't. Uh, yeah, as Mellow Trimble was 4 of 13, 1 of 9 from 3, which is really unlike him. You say 1 of 9. Yeah, 1 of 9. I From the 3-pointers. Yeah, that's from the 3-pointers, according to Kevin. Yeah, that was, that was very, very surprising for uh, Maryland, a team that's been shooting the ball well all year. Iowa team that's been really inconsistent. Again, I hope uh, they can continue this this Thursday. They play uh, another tough road game in, in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, against the Wisconsin Badgers, who have been struggling lately, but still be a tough out with uh, the pace that they play at and the defense that they play. So I'm hoping they can... You know, get another one on the road before they finish up uh, Sunday at home against Penn State for senior day for Peter Jock. Mm-hmm. You know, Indiana is probably not going to make the tournament when they're losing to Iowa, who is losing record in conference. They they play basketball, and the way they play basketball just infuriates me. It doesn't make any sense. People like Josh Newkirk are getting a ton of minutes because of the Ananobi injury, and Newkirk's a good player, but I just don't see them utilizing the right people the right way. Blackman, all he does is pull up from pull up from pull up from three and Thomas Bryant's always playing out on the perimeter. If he is in the in the lane down on the block, he will dominate, but they keep putting him out on the perimeter. I don't know what Tom Crane's doing. Yeah, that's the thing that surprised me is Bryant should actually get the ball on every play, especially down low. There's not many people in the Big Ten who can handle him. Um, and yeah, they've been the biggest disappointment in the Big Ten by far this year. Uh, and yeah, I don't they'd have to have a miracle to make the tournament now. They they play tonight at Purdue. Their big rival in Purdue has a lot of size and is a tough out for them. Already beat them once this year, so I don't see them winning that game. And yeah, I don't know. Tom Crean will be on that. He's on the hot seat right now in Indiana. And you know, I think he's a good coach, but this this year's been weird for them and just a lot of disappointment. I think they miss Yogi Ferrell a lot from last year and they still have the capability to, you know, get on a run. So we'll see how they finish the year, but they pretty much have to win the Big Ten tournament now to get into the tournament. So And uh Kevin, you had uh, your game of the week. Yeah, it was, was that uh, 
Bucks, Iowa State versus uh, Baylor happened on the same day. Um, I mean, as Iowa State fans, you know, I don't really think that we we're too surprised by. I mean, it, Baylor's a top ten team, but you know, Iowa State almost never loses at home. I mean, this year they've kind of been up and down, but you know, with Helton Magic and everything like that, you know, mm. at least for me, you know, Iowa State too big of a surprising win. I mean, they played. They played really well, you know, Deontay Burton had another really good game, and, you know, Monte Morris is obviously their leader, but I think Deontay Burton is kind of the heart and soul of this, I mean, this offense for sure. Mm-hmm. We live and die with Deontay, and Baylor kind of lives and dies with Jonathan Motley, and he had 27 and 11. The guys just dominated us for years, and I'm ready for him to be done. Uh, maybe we'll run into them in the Big 12 tournament. A good win at home, protecting the home court. I think Iowa State just played a little bit better, shot really well, especially from three, eight of 15. That's above 50%. They only had five turnovers as a team, I see, too, which is almost unheard of for a team to have in a game. That's... Yeah, I think the three-point line and the turnovers are where they won the game. You know, and I saw that Manuel, Manuel LeCompte guy for Baylor didn't score. So that's he's a guy that's contributed. He's the one that hit the game winner against you guys last time he played. And Yeah, he only played 15 minutes due to an ankle injury. Yeah, I think that's kind of hurt him a little bit too because they're not, they're not very deep. And he's arguably probably their most athletic guard that they have too. So Yeah, in 15 minutes, Manuel LeCompte went 0-3 from the field, had no rebounds, assists, steals blocks or turnovers his only stat was a personal foul so that's very unusual you could see he was just struggling with the ankle and hopefully he'll be back and stronger as the season winds down you know looking at the big 12 standings um come conference conference tournament time i think this is almost any anyone's to win i mean if you look at from you know kansas state on up you could probably make the case for any of these teams to break out in the conference tournament and and get a bid for the NCAA tournament. They still have to go to Morgantown what this weekend and play West Virginia, correct? This weekend, yep. I mean, you you kind of hope for a win to be awesome if they won there, but I'm not really expecting them to. You guys have really struggled against them the last 2 years. I don't know, just the style of play is kind of contradicting how you guys want to do it. I mean, last year I remember you guys had a big lead on them at home and then blew it, but this year like when you guys played them at home it wasn't even that close. Yeah, game. it's yeah, West Virginia is kind of uh, Iowa State's kryptonite for sure when it comes. They're really to inconsistent though. I've been seeing yeah. them playing teams lately, and they barely beat out these teams that aren't that good. It's a little surprising. It's it's because I think they live or die by their press, honestly, and that's yep. And if you can if you can break that, you know, you kind of. But you guys should them. be able to do that with a guard-heavy team. That's why I see you guys should be one of the teams that can handle. It's usually the offensive glass that gets you guys hurt against teams like them. And yeah, we're not a big team at all. Uh, Solomon Young's been been playing pretty well down inside. No, the stat they kept talking about on the broadcast, which got really annoying because it was just obvious. They're talking about second chance points, and Baylor obviously had a lot of them with 20 offensive boards. But they weren't really talking about the fact that Iowa State was just blazing it up from deep. I think we need to get more production out of Matt Thomas. He only had two points in 24 minutes, and... Also didn't really log any stats. No rebounds, no assists. He didn't even have any fouls. Yeah, he needs to be more active and more present because in the games that he does play really well, we're almost unbeatable. I think last year, if he got over 10 points, I'm pretty sure we only lost a couple games. If he can play well and get get involved offensively and defensively because he's an actually he's actually a really good defender yeah and we'll see what you guys do might have to have another meeting with kansas we'll see and 
Kansas last night, I watched a lot of that game, and they, they were really struggling uh, for most of the game against Oklahoma. And then, you know, they went on like a, was like a 31-9 to run to end the game. And, you know, Graham got hot, hit like four threes in like a couple-minute stretch. And, you know, I was just like, I was just thinking the whole time, like Kansas can't lose on senior night for like Frank Mason and stuff. So, and they finally poured it on. But, yeah, that's the thing with Kansas. They're a little, they're very streaky, but uh, they do rely so heavily on Frank Mason that I don't know if, if they'll be able to ride that all the way, you know, to Final Four or, or whatever, that's the only question mark I have with them is they don't get enough production from enough guys on their team that I feel like they should be getting. I feel I feel like Graham this year has not scored as much as I thought he should. He, like, that guy last year was on fire in the tournament and end of the year, and he's been kind of inconsistent. And Josh Jackson's a really good athlete, but he still lacks a lot of like fundamentals in his game. He's just I don't, when I watch him play, all I see him do is get lobs and he gets rebounds. I'm like that's the two things I see him do. Like he's not a great shooter. Uh, he attacks the rim hard, but I just still like I don't know. He's just one of those guys who's a real good athlete, but I don't think his skills are that great yet. Hey Lucas, what was your game of the week? My game of the week was uh, Florida Gators at uh, Kentucky, and it was a nice victory for Kentucky considering that. Um, De'Aaron Fox did not play, and they still won by 10. And Florida's got a really good team this year, very much improved from a team that was terrible last year. Um, but they were carried again by their stud freshman uh, Malik Monk, who had 33 points. And my game of the week was the UCL, UCLA Bruins taking on the Arizona Wildcats. I thought Arizona was going to get stomped, but they played really well. We're up four and a half, actually. Somehow they ended up losing this game, even though they shot 51% from the field. UCLA is just better quietly they're ranked fifth in the country but i see a lot of people projecting them as a four seed or a three seed and i don't understand I, that I don't agree with that one bit because they think that um you hear people like uh joey brackets and is it jerry palm jerry palm yeah yeah you see people like that talk about how much rankings don't matter especially this part of the year they're ranked fifth in the nation they're getting projected as a three or a four a three at best which doesn't make any sense to me because they're probably oh, going to win the Pac-12. i think they're by far the best team in the back 12 i think they're definitely better than oregon and they're better than arizona for sure so but i also saw that they might only get three teams in the tournament out of that those three might be the only ones in their conference which is really sad that their conference is that bad so that might be why a lot of people are not buying into them but at least from an offensive standpoint they're as good as anybody in the country at scoring yeah, they average more points than anybody in college basketball. So what would happen if them and Virginia played? That would be kind of an interesting matchup. I would like to see them in North Carolina play. I feel like that game would be played in the hundreds and would just be must-see basketball. Speaking of North Carolina and Virginia, they played recently this week, and North Carolina only put up 43, lost by 10. That's like half of what they average pretty much. Uh-huh. I, I uh, That is just uh, mind-boggling to me. Virginia is as good as anybody in the country defensively by far. They always have been under Tony Bennett, but still I did not see them be able to hold North Carolina 43. That's a very big win for Virginia, a team that was uh, was going on a very bad uh, road lately in the last stri- like five or six games playing very poorly, and that was a big win. And, you know, I think maybe maybe I'm wrong on this, but maybe I think North Carolina was thinking ahead a little bit to the Duke game coming up this weekend and just kind of you know, said, well, we beat Virginia by like we stomped them last time, so we can just kind of – walk into this game, not much effort. And I've seen North Carolina do that a few times in the past where there's teams that they should beat that they, especially on the road, they're just kind of like, eh, you know, they, they don't and really bring was, it. The effort was definitely not there, and that's what Roy Williams was so angry about. North Carolina scored 0.75 points per possession, and the last time that their offense was that bad was February 16th, 2010. So in about seven years, it was their worst offensive night. I'll go to my game of the week now. I'll do 
number 19 Notre Dame at number 8 Louisville. I imagine that one will be kind of an ugly game as well. Complete opposite styles here. Notre Dame likes to shoot a lot of threes, and they play up-tempo, and they have a stud, Bonzi Colson, uh, who's a really good underside. He's like a, a 6'5 post player, but he's really, really good. Notre Dame has a lot of studs. Matt Farrell, Steve Vestoria, Bonzi Colson, VJ I like Beecham. that Beecham guy a He can score. Vestoria's been there for too long. Guy's cash. That they struggle with that. that feral point guard is really good too, isn't he? Like a freshman, that guy's gonna be really good. And he's either a freshman or a sophomore. They just struggle with bench depth. They can't really get any production. Uh, I think I've got to go with uh, the Iowa State West Virginia game on Friday. Um, a Friday? Friday night game. That is so odd. Well, you know, I'm an Iowa State fan. I don't know college basketball other than Iowa State. Wait, that game actually no, was on I, Friday. I, I thought that was just Kevin. No, I did see that, that it was on a Friday today when I was looking at that. I forgot. That's yeah, so odd. Trash-talking me? Uh, uh, yeah, it's kind of what we do, guys, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> I know. Haters going to hate. That's what I always say. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Iowa State-West Virginia game. Um, Iowa State got manhandled by them at home earlier this year. So we'll see what happens if they... I mean, they've been playing a lot better as of late, so, you know, maybe it'll be a different outcome. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Let's have, like, a three-team game between West Virginia, that's Iowa State, and Baylor. That's just, like, all three teams mm-hmm. playing it. We'll just add, like, another hoop, like, on either side. and That's one of the worst ideas I've ever heard, <laughs> Kevin. I mean, where are you going to add the hoop, Kevin? I don't know. Maybe just on one the of the sidelines or something like that. Up in the crowd. Yeah, up in the crowd. How about right above the scores table? That way we could get here, people dunking here, here's on. A, here's, a, here's a better <laughs> idea, Kevin. How about you give us a you and I update? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they've been losing a lot lately, by the way. So, basically, if you and I win, they have to play Wichita State, who they just lost to 29 points to. You know, I think it'd be really good to see Drake win the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. I think you might be the only one even in Iowa that hopes that happens. I think it'd be hilarious. Are there actually Drake fans out there? Do people even like Drake? I've never like even seen anyone wear any Drake gear anywhere in Iowa, to be honest. Even in Des Moines, I've never even seen like anyone wear Drake I gear. I don't even think the people that go to Drake even care about the basketball team, to be honest. It's because, honestly, Drake's not really a sports school. Have a Drake I MVC final, if that was oh, possible. Oh, that would be so Which awesome. isn't, isn't possible, but... Hey, anything's possible. That would get taken off of TV. Like Sunday, they'd have that on CBS like they always do. They'd be like, nah, sorry, we can't televise that. Mm-mm. So do we want to make our conference tournament winner picks? Do we sure, do we can start off with that. What do you think, Kevin? Who you got in the A-10? I got Dayton, man. That team's always kind of good. They're number one. They have Giannis Antetokounmpo's little brother, Costas Antetokounmpo. I, uh, I'm going to go with VCU winning that one. I like the VCU pick, but I think I'm going to go with the cliche pick as well with Kevin, with Dayton being led by senior guard Scoochie Smith. You guy's a baller. Mm-hmm. So moving on to the ACC, we already know who Lucas has out of this conference, but how about you, Kevin? Well, I, no one, I didn't know that I'm just going to pick North Carolina, but I am. You know, I'm going to – I think, honestly, it's between – I think, I think you know, I'm going to pick Duke. I'm not going to go against Coach K. I think that guy's going to pull through for me. I, I pick them. Because 2 plus 2 equals 5. Heck yeah, man. Thanks for the math lesson there, Kevin. Every part of me thinks North Carolina, but I'm going to go with a team that nobody's been talking about, Florida State. Also with the Big 12, Kansas is now locked up 13 straight with either a share of the Big 12 or winning it outright in the regular season. But we're talking conference tournament here. Iowa State's had success. 
win in a couple of years in recent past. Who you got in this one, Lucas? Oh, this one's tough. There's a couple teams, obviously, that have played well this year. I'm actually going to pick Iowa State to win it. Close one over Kansas. I don't know. You guys are the only team in that like conference that plays well against Kansas or matches up well with them. I don't see. I know Baylor's played them close, but I just, I don't know. I haven't bought Baylor all year, and I'm not going to buy them in the tournament either. West Virginia, no, I'm not picking them either. Uh, I don't know how the seeding's going to work, but if you guys get a favorable seed, I'm, I'm picking Iowa State to win the Big 12 tournament. Wow, Lucas giving Iowa State some credit. That's not It's like, what is it? Kansas City is basically like Hilton South, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You get a lot of representation from Iowa State as well as Kansas and Kansas State, considering it's in-state. But probably more Iowa State fans than anybody in since the uh, Hoiberg era, now the Steve Prohm era. But I, my sleeper team, which I'm not picking them to win it, but they could definitely knock somebody off, is Texas Tech. As cliche as it sounds, I'd love to see Iowa State win it and definitely have a very good shot, especially if we get hot. But I think Kansas is going to be fighting for a number one seed, and I think they're going to end up winning this year's conference tournament. Dude, I think like I want Iowa State to win because I'm an Iowa State fan. Mm. But I'm gonna, I think I'm going to pick Oklahoma State. I mean, I've never really liked them anyway. Let's uh, let's no, just hear me out. Hear me it's out. It's a pal. real dark horse, there, Kevin. It's a dark horse for sure. They started out zero and six. They're ten and eight. Since then, they've gone nine and one. They're nine and seven. I mean, they've been playing really well. So, I think they're definitely a dark horse. But I think they're a team that can make some upsets in the in the tournament. But no, I I don't think that's like gonna happen at all. Me neither. I There's no way in the world they're going to beat Kansas. It's just that's not going to happen. They wouldn't beat Iowa State or Baylor. or They wouldn't beat any of those teams most likely. So Moving on to the Big East. What do you got, Lucas? Uh, definitely picking Villanova here. As much as Butler's beat them twice, uh, it's really tough to beat a team three times. So I I think we're going to have a rematch of Villanova and Butler, and Villanova's going to pull it out this time. You, Kevin, what you got? What are you talking about? Which conference? Big East. Big, yeah, I think I'm going to pick Villanova as well. They're one of the best teams in the league. Um, I mean, I could see Butler, maybe Creighton, making a little bit of a run in the conference tournament, but I think Villanova will probably pull it through. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll also go with Villanova. Look out for Creighton and look out for Seton Hall, but I see a Nova-Butler matchup again. Could be interesting to see. Who you guys got in the big sky? I'm just kidding. We're not going to predict that one. North Dakota, I think North Dakota. Want to move on to the Big Ten there, Lucas? Uh, I'm going to go out and only pick Michigan State to win this one. Uh, I think they're going to beat uh, – it's really tough to say who even they'll play in the championship, but I don't even know if it's even possible, but you know they might play Wisconsin. I think Michigan State, I'm predicting them to win, though. I think Purdue is the best team in the conference, led by Caleb Swanigan. I think he's going to have an all-conference team kind of a tournament. I think I'm going to pick uh, Minnesota. You know they've, you know they've won seven straight now. They've still got to play Nebraska and Wisconsin, but uh, they've had a really good year this year. Um, they've made made some good upsets against beating Maryland by fourteen points, February twenty second. They beat Purdue, which was actually the only time they played them, and that was at Purdue. They beat them by nine points in overtime. Um, I think I could see them winning the Big Ten tournament. What do we want to go SEC now? This one isn't too hard for me. There's only two teams in this conference that even matter. So I'm going to pick Kentucky beating Florida. I'm going to go with my dark horse, my one unusual pick, South Carolina. They've been playing really well. I think they have a chance to knock off Kentucky or Florida. How about you, Kevin? 
I'm picking Florida. I like Florida. Tim Tebow's awesome. You have Al Horford, Joe Kim Noah, and Corey Brewer come back and play for him too. Torian Green. Now on to the Pac-12. Who you got, Luke? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, UCLA. I'm also going with UCLA. Who you got in the Pac-12, Kevin? I'm kind of torn between uh, Arizona and Oregon. I mean, what like Ducks aren't as cool as Wildcats. You know what I'm saying? And uh, but I mean, Oregon when they played uh, when they played Arizona, Oregon won. By a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Thanks, John Madden. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, I'm going to say one of those. I'm just going to say it's a tie between those two. I'm not going to make a decision. You, you have, have to, to make, make a, decision. a decision. Okay, I'm going to pick Arizona. Are we ready to Missouri Valley now? I'm ready for it. For the Missouri Valley, I'm actually going to go with Illinois State to win that one. They're a pretty good team. They beat... They're the one seed. Yeah, they've been playing really good in conference. Uh, and, you know, I think they'll eke one out against Wichita State. You picking Illinois State? Yeah. I think I am, too. I like, I don't I don't like Wichita State. And Illinois State's just, I mean, they've been playing really well. And this is their only chance to get into the NCAA tournament. This is really a two-team race between Wichita State and Illinois State. Second best record in conference is nine and nine, and Illinois State and Wichita State are sitting at seventeen and one. So, you got two really good teams, and everybody else is five hundred or below. You'd like to see a good showing out of Northern Iowa, but if they win, they're going to have to play Wichita State in the second round. So, I don't see it happening, and I think Wichita State's going to end up pulling it out. I mean, do we want to do the WCC at all, or we got the Summit League? We should do that. Yeah, let's do the uh, West Coast Conference tournament. Who you got, Kevin? Well, obviously Gonzaga. <laughs> got to pick them, of course. It's BYU went on the road and got their third straight win in Spokane. I don't, which very few people win in Spokane other than Gonzaga. Yeah, it's a very, very tough place to play. Yeah, I don't think any of these teams I, are uh, gonna get one. I'm gonna go with Gonzaga. Gonzaga as well. I think they'll, they'll, they'll win it. I think they're focused to get a one seed. So. Hmm. BYU is still kind of working their way into getting an at-large bid. I think they're going to be a team to look out for in the West Coast Conference tournament. Also, St. Mary's is real good. But I don't think anybody's going to beat Gonzaga in the conference tournament. I think we'll do Stumpy the Schwabby first. And now it's time for Stump the Schwab. This is a really bad Stuart Scott impression. Booyah! For Stump the Schwab, what I'm going to have you do, Lucas, is name the team that that player played for. I think the first few years are going to be pretty easy, but after that it may get kind of difficult. We'll see how far you can go back. The first year the John R. Wooden Award was 1976. So if you can get all the way back there, that would be very impressive, and you would... You know, you would do it. I think my mark for your success, Lucas, is to get all the way back to 1990. If you get all the way back to 1990, like the first year of the 90s, or just okay. Wow, that, that's yes, gonna be kind of hard. I, I, I'm. We'll see. This, this sounds fun. I'll see how far I can go. You'll you'll get your if you get all the way back to 1990, you'll get your happy hour Taco Bell slushy. This is gonna be very difficult. All right. Starting with the. 2015. I'll start with the first year of that season. So it'll be the 2015 John R. Wooden Award winner was Buddy Heald. Where did he go to college? Oklahoma Sooners. All right. Now to 2014. Frank Kaminsky. Wisconsin Badgers. 2013. Doug McDermott. Creighton Blue Jays. 2012. Trey Burke. Michigan Wolverines. 2011. Anthony Davis. Kentucky Wildcats. 
2010, Jimmer for Dead. BYU. 2009, Evan Turner. Ohio State. 2008, Blake Griffin. Oklahoma. 2007, Tyler Hansbrough. North Carolina. 2006, Kevin Durant. Texas. 2005, J.J. Reddick. Duke. A lot of people think it should have been somebody else, and they're absurd. For no, no, that year it should have been Adam Morrison. He had a better season, not career. J.J. Reddick by far had a better career, but that one season, uh, Adam Morrison should have been player of the year. I should give all these wrong to you for Duke, you. Duke, okay, J.J. Reddick had so much better team around him than, than Adam Morrison. It's not even close. And I'm pretty sure Gonzaga went just as far in the tournament that year, too. They oh, lost yeah. the Sweet 16 to UCLA in a heartbreaker. I remember that year. That was the best year for J.J. Redick, and J.J. Redick was one of the best college basketball players of all He's, time. He was good, but Morrison was balling. I remember watching him when I was younger, and every time he would touch the ball, it seemed like the ball went in. Yeah. So you ready to move yeah, on? Sorry that's for fine. that, Lucas. Andrew Bogut, 2004. Utah. You did it, big boy! I'm proud! 2003, Jameer Nelson. St. Joseph's. Nice. 2002, TJ Ford. Texas, I believe. You're right. 2001, Jay Williams. Duke. 2000, Shane Battier. Duke. 1999, Kenyon Martin. Kenyon Martin. Kmart. I'll give you a little hint. He was the cover for... That year's college basketball game, I believe. What, 2000 or 99? It would have been 2000, probably. I think it was NCAA March Madness. Gosh, let me think here. Um, Kmart. I actually have no idea. I'm going to say Memphis. I'm going to say Memphis. <laughs> oh, okay. Now I, now I, okay, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, no happy hour slushy for Lucas, but we'll keep moving. With 1998, Elton Brand. He went to Duke. 1997, Antoine Jamison. Oh, he went He went to uh, North Carolina. 1996, Tim Duncan. Wake Forest. And a guy you were thinking of earlier, 1995, Marcus He went Hamby. to UMass, didn't he? That's, yep. a, that's what I was thinking of originally, yeah. University of Massachusetts. That was John Calipari coach team, actually. UMass yeah. team, yep. Interesting fun fact. I did not know that. 1994, Ed O'Bannon. Oh, wow. I have no idea about that. Do you even know what that is? I mean, no, I, I mean, I'm going to throw this. is not going to be right, but BYU. I don't know. Uh, UCLA. Okay. Glenn Robinson. Oh, big dog. He went to Purdue. Mm hmm. 1992, Calbert Cheney. Calbert Cheney. Didn't he go to Indiana? Is that not right? Okay. You did it, big boy! 1991, infamous, even Kevin knows this one, Christian Leitner. Duke. 1990, Larry Johnson. Oh, okay. Hmm, Larry Johnson. He was in Space Jam. Um, Larry Johnson. Just try to get a guess here. This is not going to be right either, but Florida State, I don't know. UNLV. UNLV, okay. So I missed three, which isn't too bad. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, the one guy I'd never even heard of, the O'Bannon guy, but the other two, which couldn't quite remember. Mm-hmm. Sure, we'll uh, go into uh, what I say. We want to go into our top five favorite moments of college basketball. This, I guess I can start. And some of the ones that I thought of were uh, just recently, uh, a couple years ago, R.J. Hunter for Georgia State uh, beat Baylor on a deep three in the first round of the tournament. Into the basket, guys. Nine seconds. 
No timeouts left. What are they doing? R.J. Hunter for three. Good! Rod Hunter has fallen off his stool for good reason. Georgia State up by one. Um, another one that uh, comes to memory was back in, I believe, 2009 Elite Eight game. Villanova was playing Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh was the number one seed in that region and had a really stud stud team when I had point guard like LeVance Fields back then and Sam Young, and they had DeWan Blair, and they had a really, really good team, uh, one of my favorite teams growing up watching. And uh, Villanova also had a really good team with Scotty Reynolds, who was a stud point guard they had back then, and he went like coast-to-coast coast, uh, with not much time left to win the game just after LeVance Fields hit a ridiculous three, I remember, to take the lead. I remember watching that game going nuts, and I liked both teams, so I was I was okay with the outcome. Uh, another one is uh, Gore, obviously Gordon Hayward's almost miracle half court shot in the national championship game to beat Duke. It's Hayward pulling it down, getting around Zubat at midcourt, launches the shot. Oh, and almost went in. Almost went in, and Duke is the king of the dance, 2010. Um, this one's probably my favorite one because I remember picking this one, but Bucknell beating Kansas back in the day. I always mm, like when Kansas loses, and Kansas had a stud team with uh, Wayne Simeon that year, and uh, what was his name, Keith Lankford, and uh, they had a really, really good team, and you know Bucknell upset him, and I remember picking it, and Jared, my brother Jared thought I was so stupid for picking them, but I ended up being right. I also picked that game correct because we just hated Kansas, and who whoever heard of Bucknell, they have to No, I know. Kansas. Was it the Bucknell Bison? Is that what they are? Yeah. They're cool. They have really sweet uniforms. I think that's another reason why I picked them, too, is I saw their uniforms. I was like, that's cool, and I hate Kansas, so I was like, I'm fine with that. And then the last one I'll say for now, but um, really recently, this last year, was Paul Jesperson for you and I hitting a half-court buzzer beater to beat Texas. Taylor attacks, floats, even at 72, 2.7 left. Last chance for the Panthers. And he said he wouldn't take a timeout in this situation. Jesperson, half-court heave for the ball. You know, they went from winning the last second shot to just completely blowing it against A&M, but that was a really cool moment that I thought of too. So, Yeah, that'll lead into mine, which my tournament memories. I actually fell asleep after a long day of watching college basketball, and I was just tuckered out at that point in you uh, and I was playing Texas A&M in the second round, and somehow they choked it away. Another big one coming from last year, Little Rock pulling off the fifth, the 5 and 12 seed upset of Purdue, which helped Iowa State a lot because Iowa State would not have matched up well, but the crazy last second shot. Higgins, their leading scorer, deep three. It's good! A one-possession game. Higgins dribbling it out. He's just looking three. Sucks one up. Speaking of ridiculous shots, this one came on the biggest stage. I think this one may be even more intense than the Christian Leitner shot. The final minute of last year's national championship game. They go length of the court with Archie Diakono. Three seconds at midcourt. Jenkins gives it to Jenkins for the championship. Check it. I thought it was good live, but how about those onions? 
really, really fun Iowa State memory. We've had a lot of good ones as we've now made six tournaments in a row. My favorite one is when they beat North Carolina on DeAndre Kane's last second shot. Working the clock down. Kane with that high dribble takes to the rim. Goes glass and hits. Iowa State on top. A comeback win for a very efficient comeback team, Iowa State. But that was probably my favorite Iowa State memory. I've had some bad ones with you know, Hampton and UAB, but everybody has yeah. those. For every Hampton, there's a Northwestern State, State or a, a Drake, Western Kentucky, U and I, and A&M. Every Iowa team now has a really bad collapse and with their name now. So I thought of a bad memory I have. Uh, the one I'll never, ever get over in my entire life is stupid Mario Chalmers hitting that shot against Memphis. I'll never not be mad about that. Kansas has made only two threes on the night. They must make one here to extend the game. Collins driving, almost lost the handle. Chalmers for the tie. Got it! In two seconds. Unbelievable. I was so mad when Mario hit that winning shot. I remember we were at a a hoop it up at Hagerman Baptist Church watching that game, and I was just, like, so mad. Still not going to get over that one. I think I was, what, 2008? And a few years later is my last memory I have to share. Number nine Northern Iowa beat number one Kansas. Kind of didn't really make any sense. Ollie Farokmanesh had the ball, and he could have just like dribbled and waited for Kansas to foul because you and I was up. But Farokmanesh pulled up from deep and just drained the biggest shot of his life and the biggest shot in Northern Iowa basketball. Might history. be the biggest shot in Iowa history, to be honest. Probably I mean, Kansas is. was. I remember I picked him to win it all that year, and they were a heavy favorite to win it all. They had like Sharon Collins and Cole Aldrich and the Morris twins and Tyshawn mm-hmm. Taylor. I think that was their starting five, which was all NBA players. So that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And Farouk Manesh just personified March with so much confidence with that shot. It was just crazy. No one thought, why would he shoot that? You know. Oh, oh my. Farouk Manesh, a three. Good! On the first day of spring, number one has fallen. So, Kevin, do you have uh, some memories you'd like to share? Yeah, I've got a couple. I mean, you guys kind of... Used up some of them with the UNI Kansas game, but uh, another one I had was Florida Gulf Coast. Oh yeah, Lob back City. Back in 2012, they were such a. I mean, they're such an athletic, such a fun team to watch, and uh, it's actually kind of funny though. My sister knows absolutely nothing about college basketball, even <laughs> less than me, which is pretty surprising. But uh, she uh, did one of those. Uh, the the brackets or whatever where you paid money and it was just with like a group of friends and she just kind of filled out like random teams like she didn't try at all and because of like these upsets Florida Gulf Coast made she ended up winning like two hundred or three hundred dollars I was really happy when they beat Georgetown was that fifteen yeah, two I think it was I was not happy that busted my bracket Georgetown was in yeah, my that, final four I'm pretty sure uh, do we want to go into now I was uh, given a special request uh, by a friend of mine. Uh, a lot of people listening may know him. His name is Paul Speed. If they were to come out with a 2017 NBA Jam game, who would we all choose as our players for it? It's 2v2 basketball, not many rules. Um, you can shove, grab people. I mean, I've almost broken controllers over the game because it's so frustrating. But, uh, you know, back in the day, I remember the one I played, I'd always, always play with uh, Mitch Richmond and Spud Webb for the Kings. Like, that was my go-to because Mitch Richmond did not miss. And I believe, like, after you make a couple of threes, like, you get on fire and just goes, he's on fire, and it's, like, the best thing ever. But, uh, Kevin, who would you go with for your team if you were going to play 2017 NBA Jam? 
And don't say something like Murray and Jokic. Don't give me that crap because you're a Nuggets fan. I think I'm going to go with uh, – you guys are going to think I'm stupid, but I think I'm going to go with uh, Mike Conley and Marcus All. That's not stupid because Conley's good at stealing, and you need to have at least one big guy in that game. You really do to block shots and stuff. So no, there's there's a worse picks than that. How about you, Lucas? Who's your who's your team? Um, there's a lot of good ones. You know, you could always go with Curry and Durant for this game anyway. Like Chris Paul, Blake Griffin would be kind of fun. But I think the two that I would choose just for the way the game is played, and um, I remember the way I played it, I. You know, I'd have to have like at least one big guy and somebody really athletic. I think I'd choose Kawhi Leonard and Lamarcus Aldridge. I think that'd be my two for the game. Can I pick two teams, Lucas? Is that okay? I already know who you'd pick for one of them. You don't have to tell me. You're gonna choose somebody in Kemba. Okay. Well, that's I'll get yeah. to that one in a little bit. <laughs> but out of Minnesota, I would go with Carl Anthony Towns and Zach Levine. Oh, that was the one I thought about too. That'd be really good because they're so athletic. And now I just got to find somebody to pair up with Kimba Walker. I really don't know because Kaminsky, Frank the Tank. That's a good option. Frank can shoot threes, and he's big. Yeah, that I'll go with that one. Uh, is this time for tweet of the week? Time for messages. Oh boy! Uh, my tweet of the week comes from uh, the uh, Twitter page Bleacher Report. De'Aaron Fox uh, told some reporters that he credits his success on the court to be playing. Six hours of NBA 2K a day. I thought that was kind of ridiculous. I mean, he's supposed to be a student athlete, and that kind of shows that, yeah, you go to that school, you're not doing much school. I mean, I like 2K as much as the next person, with, especially with this year's 2K. It's really fun. But six hours? That's a lot of 2K every day. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. I also play 2K more than a lot of people, but that's, yeah, that's stupid. Mine came from earlier today. Lecrae, the famous Christian rapper, Grammy Award winning, one of the best rappers of all time. Not my favorite, but one of the best of all time. Was doing a kind of a Ask Lecrae thing where he would take questions that he got in from Twitter and just give his response. So I tweeted at him because I just was scrolling and I saw that. And I asked him, who you got in March Madness winning it all? And he responded with, man, March Madness. Um. It's a, it's a dog fight out here, man. Um, but you know, I always, man, show much love to my homies over at Duke. Shout out to Nolan Smith too, who's uh, over there holding it down. And then I do want to see what UCLA is going to do this year. You know what I mean? They got these these siblings, so we'll see what happens. So that was kind of cool to see Lecrae respond to a an ask question. He's had a lot of cool questions, you know, kind of asking people, saying, "Oh, you're going to do an album with Kendrick Lamar and stuff like that." But it was cool to hear. You know, Lecrae with his his boy over at Duke holding it down. I think he's an assistant coach, correct, Lucas? Nolan cool. Smith. Which guy? I think yeah, he's. I think he's one of their assistant coaches now. So that's yep. kind of cool, Lecrae giving a shout out to one of his boys. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with the Duke pick. It's going to be hard for them to do that, especially with their chemistry issues that I think they have. But they're probably the most talented team in college basketball. Yeah, honestly, it's just give the ball to Lucas Kennard and get out of the way. That guy is so money. If we had man crushes of college basketball, mine would probably be that guy. Who? Lucas Kennard. That guy is just cash. Or Luke Kennard is actually his name. But, yeah, he's he's money. You just want there to be another Lucas. No. no. All right. This was the tweet. It was, uh, if you were to put LeBron James on the w- one of the worst teams in college basketball, would they win the NCAA I did tournament? see that, and I think that's ridiculous. No, they would not. So if he were to go on Drake... Do you think they'd have any chance? Do you think they'd even make the tournament? Uh, maybe. 
Maybe, but they're not going to win it all. There's no way. I actually don't even think they would be. I don't think so. Like Wichita State or Illinois State. He'd, he'd have to score almost every single point. The only reason I say it's possible is because LeBron is actually a really good passer. He, he would be able to. He would get triple teamed, and he would have to pass sometimes. And they're actually. But banking are, on I other guys on Drake to make shots, I don't bank on that at all. And now for the news report. I don't know if you guys saw this, but this is over on the Broadway CVS. A lady approached. A six-year-old girl and her father, and apparently this lady liked the hat that this girl had, and she asked to make a trade or a deal with them where she would get the hat. And the father of the six-year-old girl declined and said, "No, we're not interested. We don't. She wants to keep the hat, kind of a deal." So what the lady did is she stole the hat from the kid, got in her car, and drove away. And she committed a traffic violation, or she was reported for you know theft. I don't know what all happened exactly. But she led the police on a chase all the way over to Cedar Falls, and she would not step out of the vehicle when they stopped her, with, I think, the help of a civilian even. She wouldn't step out of the vehicle, so they had to pull her out of the vehicle. And when they pulled her out of the vehicle, guess what she was wearing, Lucas? The hat. She was wearing the hat of the six-year-old girl that she just stole from CVS parking lot. You can't make this crap up, like, at all. That just shows you how, like, wrong Waterloo is in, like, every way. This is, like, right up there with that IHOP fight a couple years ago. Uh-huh. I mean. This story just screams who, water. Like, who, who goes up to a six-year-old girl and Ask you to trade hat? for a hat. I even ask him to trade. I know. You I didn't it. know we barter, especially with, like, six-year-old kids. Mm-hmm. You could just look at, look at the hat and see, oh, I like that hat. Like, hey, nice hat. That's all you have to say. Or where'd you get that? I want to get it. Uh-huh. You don't have to steal it from a six-year-old kid. That's just mean. Maybe that six-year-old kid got that hat for her birthday or something. I don't know. Sounds like this story should be like an Onion article. Yeah, or it doesn't sound like believable. That. Like, who gets in a police chase no. over a stolen hat from a six-year-old? <laughs> yep. Only in Waterloo. Yeah, she's a complete nut, <laughs> and hopefully, she gets the help she needs and stops stealing hats from six-year-old girls. What's up with it, Evan? Clean up your language. Looks like we're leaving. Well, we'll see you guys. My phone's about to die. You idiot! You're stupid. No. I don't watch college basketball, okay? <laughs> he wants to get like a little in so it's not just like us going, so you can be like, oh yeah, let's talk about the Pac-12 or something like that. Shane Bottier? No. Never? Yeah, I'd, I'd pick them, yeah. Find it yet, Kevin, or what's taking you so long? It was a really good one. I really liked it. la da 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 we don't do the same news no more we don't do the we don't do the same news to the same news no more window closed lucas got cold so he turned on the heater and now he's so regretful he's in a hurry stranger